Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the weekly Shir in Pirkei Ovis. This week is the third time we are going to be learning Perik Beis this year, Tovshin Pei Aleph. And we are going to be focusing on the third Mishnah. The third Mishnah that says it's spoken by Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, And he says something which remains eternal, everyone can understand, and we see it with all politicians today. And he says, Be very careful when you deal with politicians. Now, why are politicians called reshus? Why does they have to do with permission? Because in the, in the hands of the politicians are the power to do things and not to do things. So they have the reshus in their hands to either benefit society or not. And he says, that they're all self-centered. They do and they help people for themselves. But they don't really help other people when things are tough and they don't need you, they're not there for you. So you have to be very weary of politicians. That is the simple understanding of the Mishnah. Before we get into the depth of the Mishnah, which we hope to share with you some broader ideas that we can learn from this Mishnah, it's important that we know some historical, have a good historical perspective. And plus we have to know a few Yesoidos. First of all, that Rabbi Gamliel there are three Rabbi Gamliels. It's very important that we understand that there were in the history we're talking about in the Mishnayis, Rabbi Gamliel there were three Rabbi Gamliels and a lot of times it gets confusing to know which Rabbi Gamliel we are talking about. Because as a matter of fact, we had recently, the Rambam brings down that Rabbi Gamliel was the one that instituted to add Vlamashinim into Shemoyne Esrei. But we don't know which Rabbi Gamliel that was. There's a machloikis, which Rabbi Gamliel that was. So just to give you a general knowledge, which is important in this case, Rabbi, there were three Rabbi Gamliels. It starts with Hillel. The famous Hillel had a son, Shimon, who had a son, Gamliel. Now this first Rabbi Gamliel, he's called Rabbi Gamliel Hazokin, the old Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel the elder. He lived before the Chorbim Beis Hamikdash. He was the Nasi of the Eden before the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. And he is known for a few takonois that he made. For example, because in his days there was such chaos, anarchy in Yerushalayim, he said we can no longer judge people for chi of Misa because there was so much murder going on. He abolished the Sanhedrin of judging the Misa cases. He also was masakin that everyone should be buried equally with shrouds, that there shouldn't be rich, poor. This is what the Takana is of Rabbi Gamliel. He was the Nasi before the Churban. B'Sha'as HaChurban, when the Churban Beis Amikdash happened, 
His son, Reb Shimon Menamliel, was the Nasi, but his grandson was the famous Rabbi Gamliel, which his name was Rabbi Gamliel of Yavne. In general, when you see in the Mishnayis Rabbi Gamliel, we're talking about the colleague of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yeshua, the leaders of Klal Yisrael at that time, that's the famous Rabbi Gamliel of Yavna. He's the second Rabbi Gamliel. He is most famous for actually being impeached because the Chachamim felt that he was too strict. That's when they kicked him out and they put in Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. That's when Rabbi Loza ben Azariah had the miracle that his beard turned white when he took over the Nesios of Rabbi Gamliel of Yavna. That's the second Rabbi Gamliel. This Rabbi Gamliel had a son, Shimon Ben Gamliel, who speaks in Pirkei Ovis Perik Aleph at the end, who has a son, which we all know, Rabbi Yehuda Anossi. Rabbi Yehuda Anossi had two sons, Shimon and Gamliel. So the Gamliel, which is the son of Rabbi Yehuda Anossi, is the third Gamliel in this royal chain. So you have Rabbi Gamliel Hazoke, who has a grandson, Rabbi Gamliel of Yavna, who has a great-grandson, Gamliel Hasheni, the Benoi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. Another thing which it's important that we know before we start this Mishnah, which a lot of people ask the question and therefore it's worth explaining and elaborating, and that is, we know that Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, he's the one that wrote the Mishnah. And after he passed away, there were no longer any Tanoim. So how did his son land in the Mishnayis? His son took over Rabban Gamliel, it's quoted in the name of Rabban Gamliel. So how did he find his way into the Mishnah if the Mishnah was only said, written in the lifetime of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Because if Rabbi Gamliel would have spoken in his father's lifetime, it would not be quoted in the name of Rabban Gamliel, which is the Nasi Gamliel. The Rabban Gamliel is only a Nasi after the passing of his father, the great Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. So the Mepharshim give various answers. One of the answers that are given is that really the saying was said in the lifetime of Rabbi Huda Nasi. But later on, the Chachamim added the word Rabban after Rabbi Huda Nasi passed away when they were finalizing the Mishnah, they added the word Rabban. Another answer is given that truly it was not supposed to be part of the Mishnah. But later on, certain Chachamim added it to the Mishnah. We find in certain unique circumstances that Brises were added to the Mishnah. So this is an example of something which really was said after the lifetime of Rabbi Yudanasi, which the later Chachamim connected to the Mishnah. Or a third explanation, which actually fits with the history and the way we're going to be explaining it, is that really if Shimon said it in his father's lifetime? And really, it should not have been quoted with the word Rabban. But if Yehuda Nasi wrote the word Rabban to hint to Klal Yisrael which son should be the Nasi after him. Now, why would I think that it should not be Rabbi Gamliel? We will be discussing in the continued part of the year. 
But being that there was a thought that Rabbi Gamliel should not take over his father, therefore the Rabbi Yehuda Nasi made sure to add the word Rabban even in, during his own lifetime to hint to Klal Yisrael which son should be his Nasi. So these two things, understanding the different Rabbi Gamliels and understanding how someone after the lifetime of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi falls into the Mishnah, are good foundations in general, and it also gives us a good perspective as we get into this Mishnah itself. So now we have to actually understand the words, today's main topic, which we're going to be explaining, what do the words Hebe Zehidin Barashus mean? What does it mean when he says to be careful Barashus? So let's start with the simple touch that it means the government. Why would Rabbi Gamliel be talking about interactions with the government? So we know that Rabbi Yehuda Anossi himself had a very good relationship with the government of Rome. To certain opinions, he was a chavrusa with the leader and mamish mamish, Rabbi Yehuda Anossi was toiro gdula b'mokim echad. He was very wealthy, he was very famous. He was obviously a Nossi b'Yisrael. He had everything coming to him. The Gemara tells us that right before Rabbi Yehuda Anossi passed away, he asked that the Chachme Yisrael, this Gemara is in Gemara Ksubis, Daf Kuf Gimel, Amad Aleph, and Amad Beis. He asked that the Chachme Yisrael should come to his room. He's lying on his deathbed, and the Chachme Yisrael come to visit Rabbi Yehuda Anossi. What does he want from them? What does he tell them? Why is he calling in the Council of Sages? So, the Gemara tells us that he gives them a bunch of directives. The first directive is, Altas biduni ba'yores, please do not make a hesped for me. And all the little shtetlach, everyone, he knew that when um, he passes away, that all the Klal Yisrael is going to cry and they're going to want to eulogize him. And he asked that they should not, they should not eulogize him in the small shtetlach. They could come to the big cities and they will give the eulogy to about Rabbi Hudanos. The next thing he asked them is that Rabbi Gamliel should take over as the Nasi, that the leader of Klal Yisrael, the official Nasi position, which was also a political position. He was the face of Klal Yisrael. He represented them to the government. He was somebody that was the figure of Yiddishkeit. Who should that be? He asked that Gamliel should be the Nasi and my son Shimon should be the Rosh Hashiva. You have to understand that in many times, the Nasi was a political appointment. He was also the Rosh Yeshiva. He ran the Yeshiva as well. He had dual jobs, Ruchnius and Gashmius, so to speak. And he asked that it should be split, that my son Shimon should be in charge of the yeshiva, but my son Gamliel should be the Nasi Bisro. And the Chachamim asked, really, he should be the Nasi? 
because he's the older son. Why, why are you telling that to us? Because everyone knows that the oldest son takes over as the Nasi. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yehuda Nasi said, I know that talent-wise, my son Shimon is smarter, he's more talented. Gamliel b'ni nosi. I still want my son Gamliel to be the nosi. We'll soon see why he wanted that. It wasn't just, obviously, to make his son feel good. But we see that Gamliel was put in a political position with his father. That was the place that his father put him in. And automatically that meant that he had to have political interactions with people. Now, after the after Rebbe passed away, the good relations with the Yidin deteriorated a little bit. All of a sudden, the very same people, which were very good to Klal Yisrael, they, you know, once the charismatic leader Rebbe wasn't there, it didn't hold up as strong as it was in Rebbe's lifetime. And therefore, Rabbi Gamliel is making sure that we're all aware that it was nice in Rebbe's lifetime, but with politicians, they're never MS, and you have to be careful. Now, I want to clarify what the Mepharshim asked, and that is, if you open up Pirkei Yovis, Perik Aleph, you already have Shammai tell us, don't hang out with the government. So what is Shimon, what is Rabbi Gamliel adding to that? He tells us, be careful of the government. We already know that from Perik Aleph. What is being added in our Perik that we do not know from the previous Perik? And the Mepharshim explained that in Perik Aleph, we're talking about for Klal Yisrael. Generally, don't deal with the government. You know, leave the politicians. For a regular yin that's in the regular community, don't deal with politicians. It's not a Yiddish place to hang out with these politicians and their smiles and their chanifa. That is not a Yiddish way we do things. However, however, for those that have to, because every community needs leaders that have to deal with the politicians. There's nothing we can do about it one way or another. Certain people, there has to be a political action committee, each community needs a council, Jewish community council. You need people that are going to be interacting regardless because they have the, the safety, the funding, all different parts, what a community needs. And we're telling those people, those that have to do it anyways, it's true that for the cloud, you saw 95% of people, they should stay away. For those 5%, which do have to deal with the government, have these Zahid and Baroshos. Be careful. Don't think that these people are your best friends because many of them, they sit and smile when you have power. The moment you diverge from the power and the moment there's anything that can cost them in any political thing, they don't want anything to do with it. So that is the simple type of the Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel is talking from his position as a political activist as the leader of the political Klal Yisrael, he's giving us guidance how to deal in the political situation. That is the simple touch of the Mishnah. Now everyone understands the Mishnah according to Shabbos. But really there's a much deeper understanding of the Mishnah. And the second level of understanding is much deeper. But in order to appreciate what he's saying, 
you have to know a little bit more about the life of Rabbi Gamliel. And that is the question. Let's go back to the Yisoidist, the fundamental question. If it was true that Shimon, his brother Shimon, was more talented than him, he was smarter, he came to Rosh Hashiva, why didn't Rebbe appoint him as the Nasi Yisro? Why Taka did he give it to his son Gamliel? And it wasn't just because he's older. He gave a reason. Because the Gemara says that the Chachamim asked of Yehuda Nasi, why did you give it over to your son, Gamliel, and not Shimon? And it's very important that you hear the answer that Yehuda Nasi says. He said the following words. Nehi memale mokim a voice of he says, I'm very aware of the mindless and chesroiness of my children. I know that my son, Gamliel, is not as smart as the previous leaders of our family. And his brother, Shimon, in smartness would be much higher. However, he is a tremendous Yerashamayim. My son, Gamliel, he may not be the smartest of our family, but he follows and he fills the position of the Yerushamayim of Malchus Bezdovi. In other words, the greatest Maila of Rabbi Gamliel III was his Yerushamayim. And this is brought out also in a Gemara. It's seemingly a small Gemara. It's a Gemara Chulin Davkovovam and Aleph. Over there, the Gemara is discussing what water you can use to wash your hands with. When you eat food and you want to be tahar, you have to wash your hands. The Gemara is discussing, are you allowed to use hot water? Are you allowed to use hot springs? There's a whole discussion in the Gemara as to what water we can use. And the Gemara says, the Rabbi Yoichanan said, I asked this question of Rabbi Gamliel, the son, of Rebbe, why did I ask him the question? Not just because he was the Nasi, because he wasn't the smartest. Because he was so careful of always being tahar and eating only when he's tahar that he would know the answer, what you're allowed to use for tahara, what you're not allowed to use for tahara. Because he was so into being pure, therefore he is the person to ask. What do we see from this description? We see from this description that in the eyes of Klal Yisrael, Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, was an example of tahara, of purity, of Yerashamayim. So therefore, it only makes sense that when Rabbi Gamliel, the Yerashamayim, is talking, he's not just talking about how to deal with government. There must be a lesson in Yerushalayim that he's talking over here. There must be a positive lesson of Yerushalayim. And listen to what the Mepharshim say. The Mepharshim say that on a deeper level, Rabbi Gamliel is the fetish not talking about government. He's talking about Birshus. Now I want to explain. This is so gishmak, but it's really so important. We have in our lives two parts of our lives. We have the part of us that has to serve the Abish there, 
what do I mean by that? We have, when it comes the morning, we have to daven, we have to go to shul, we have to keep Shabbos. A mitzvah is something which is placed upon us. We're mechuyav to do it. We have to. It's not voluntary, of course. Someone could choose not to do it. Everyone has a yitzahara and everyone has bechira chavshis. But yet, but yet, really, a yid has to do it. And you'll find a lot of people that whatever they need to do, they do. The problem or the challenge is in regards to divrei reshus. What about things which I don't have to do? The part of the day which, so to speak, belongs to me. That refers to the way I eat, the way I talk, the way I interact, the way I deal in business. These are things which are not chiyu. These are things that are, it's not Shabbos, it's not Yom Tiv, it's not filling kashas mikveh. These are things that are, so to speak, up to me in my life. And the question is, those things, do I have to always think about Hashem? Do I always have to make sure that every action, even if it's not for a mitzvah, is L'shem Shemayim? Or am I entitled to have my own life? There is my professional life, there's my Jewish life, and then there's don't bother me life. This is my part of the day. This is my life. Don't bother me in life. A lot of people keep a strong separation of what they call in America, separation of church and state. There's their religious life and there's their private life. Rabbi Gamliel, a true year of Shemayim, somebody that understands that the Abish there is not just somebody that you serve when you need to. But vihine Hashem needs of all of that the Abishter is with you in every part of your life. Like Dovra Melech says in Tilim, in Esak Shamayim Shamoto, if I go up to heaven, you're there. Batsia Shaili Nekar, I go by you. Wherever we are, which means not just physically in geographic space, but every thought, every speech, every action, even in our baseball game even in our family reunion, even in our supper table, even in our just sitting on the couch at every moment in our life, the Abishter is there. Even in the nyanim of Rishus, even in the part of us, which is not the mitzvah part, it's not the fruma part, it's the humane, the regular day-to-day life part, even there, that's where the Abishter is. And that's what Rabbi Gamliel is really telling us. Be careful with the parts of your Yiddishkeit, which are not chiyuv. Don't think that the Abishter is not there. Remember that Pirkei Yobis was written for somebody that's looking to go beyond the letter of the law, looking to serve the Abishter like a chosin, beyond the letter of the law. According to the letter of the law, you only have to, if you're talking about reward and punishment, so you do what Hashem says in the time that he says it, and you're good. Your life is yours. Someone that has true Yerashamayim, someone that really is looking to grow, someone that's really looking to develop, will understand the importance of even in the parts of your life which are not they're in Yonah Make sure that you're careful. Make sure that you 
bring that to the Abishter, because every part has to be elevated. Every part of our life, and especially if you think about this Ava Kodesh Baruch Tachtoinim doesn't just mean in the physical world. Tachtoinim also means the parts of the, which are not holy, our day-to-day life, that's where the true Yerushamayim is worked on. And that's what he's saying. Heavy Zahidin Bereshus, be careful and make sure that you're even in things which are in Yon Ereshus, that you use it and you only be careful, don't separate it from Hashem, connect even your Nyonator Shus to Hashem. And now I'm going to share with you an even deeper pshat. This pshat is Alderech Hadrush, but it's also very, very important. What else do we know about the life of Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Nossi? He wasn't as famous as his father, and he's not quoted a lot. But there's one quote which is quoted in his name, it's Gemara Shabbos, that Kufnun Aleph Amit Beis, which is a very, very important quote. And the quote goes like this. Tanya Reb Gamliel ben Rebbe Oimer. Reb Gamliel, the son of Reb Yudanosi said, Kolamerachim ala brios. Somebody that has mercy on others, on the creations of the world, that's the way you get the mercy of the Abishter. The way you treat others, the way you deal with others, that's the way the Abishter is going to treat you. If you have Rachmones on the Briyos, on the rest of the world, so then the Abishter will have Rachmones on you. Somebody that is, doesn't have Rachmones on the rest of the world, on the creations of the world and the people of the world. They do not have Rachmones on you from Shemayim. In other words, Hashem, your davening and your learning, your own avoidance Hashem is very important. But if you want to get the special Rachmanis, the special brachas of Hashem, the way you do that is by showing care for other people, going out of yourself to care for others. This is the life saying of Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda What does this have to do with our mission? So I want to share with you what Mepharshim explained. First, you have to take the word reshus and let's switch around the letters. The word reshus has the same letters as the word v'shedes, vav shin reish tov. Vav shin reish tov, which is v'shedes, means to serve. We're talking about somebody's avoidus Hashem, somebody that's serving Hashem. The word reshus is also from the word v'shedes. Now, the next point which you have to think about, which you're going to have to trust me on this because I don't know how many of you can quickly add up the numbers. But we know that there is, we say in Ona Bechoyach, we say the following words, Shavaseinu Kabel, that the Abishter should listen to our cries, Ushma Tzakeisenu, and listen to our screaming, he should accept our tfilois and listen to our screaming. 
Yoidea Ta'aluma is the one that knows the secrets, the Abishter. We're asking that Hashem, who's the one that knows everything that's going on in our heart, should listen to our feelings. If you take the words, Shavaseinu Kabu, you take the Rosh Tevis of those words. Again, this is not my word. I saw this in the Svarim. If you take the Rosh Tevis of those words, which is Shin, Kuf, Bav, Tzadik, Yutaf, that will give you the gematria of 906. Shin is 300, Kuf is 100, Vav is 6, Tzadik is 90, Yud is 10, Tuf is 400. That's, that's going to give you 800 and... No, I'm saying it's going to give you 4, 5, 8, 906. You take the word Rishos and you add up the gematria of the word Rishos, you're also going to have 906. Rish is 200, Shin is 300, that's 500. Vav is six, Tuf is 400, that's 906. So the word Rishus is exactly the same, besides being the letters of the word Vishedes, is also the gematria of the Rashatevis of the words, Shavasenu Kabal, Ushmatzakasenu Yedea Ta'alumas, which is referring to listening to our Tfilas. Once again, Rabbi Gamliel is teaching us how to have our tefillahs accepted. Hevizahirin b'rishos means be careful how you daven, how you serve Hashem. Rishos, as the gematria of the word, Rishos, as the word, Vesheres, the same letter, service of the Evishter. Hevizahirin b'rishos, be careful how you daven. What did he tell us in the Gemara? That someone that davens and only davens for himself doesn't evoke the Rachmanis of the Eivishter. Someone that davens Menachem someone that has Rachmanis on others, then the Eivishter will show the Rachmanis on him. And that's what he says. Let's, let's, if, with, with this understanding, let's go back to the words of the Mishnah. Have a Zehidin Bereshus be careful when you daven. If you're only davening, if the only person you daven for is yourself, the only one that you have rachmanis on is yourself, then the Abishta doesn't come close to you. The Abishta is not mekar of you. The Abishta won't give you the brachis. The Abishta is not mamali the tefillahs of somebody that is self-centered, that somebody whose service of the Abishter is only, and his tefillahs are only lahanoas atzman, it's only for his own self thing. Someone that doesn't care about others, someone that's not merachim ala then ein merachim the Abishter does not show mercy to them. And he's saying this, he's hinting this in his Pirkei Abbas. Be careful, be careful, be zohir, birshus, and how you serve Hashem and how you daven. Make sure that the davening is not 
it's not only for your self-centered existence, make sure you daven for others. If you daven for others, so then yes, the Abishter will listen and the Abishter will accept your tefillahs. Because if you just daven for yourself, someone that's only having, thinking about himself, the Abishter does not have Rachmanus. Rabbi Gamliel said this in the Gemara Shabbos that Kufnun Aleph, and he's saying that here according to some Ephorshim hidden in his words in Pirkei Avis. Now, isn't this so Gishmak, how it's in the words of Pirkei Avis, something that he said in the Gemara? Now I want to share with you a deeper shot. Now, usually I get in the fourth part of the shear, which is the Soit part, we get a little bit Kabbalistic. But I want to get a little bit Fabrengen style, which I'm going to say is probably not the Taich of the Mishnah, but I do want to Fabreng about a certain thing because Rabbi Gamaliel, in his lifetime, experienced something that most of us would only dream to experience. There's one more story that's brought down in the Gemara about what Rabbi Gamliel experienced that we can't even imagine that it happened. But it's recorded in the Gemara. The Gemara tells us like this. Again, Gemara Ksubis Dafkuf Gimel Amir Al. When Rebbe was about to pass away, he made a big announcement. I have to talk to my two sons, the two future leaders of Klal Yisrael. One was going to be the Nasi, one was going to be the, 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 the Chacham, and they both come into the room, Shimon and Gamliel. And he tells them a few things. He says, first of all, make sure to be careful with the covet of your mother. Now the Gemara wants to know, I mean, obviously there's a mitzvah kabidas avicha v'asimecha. So the Gemara explains that we're talking about Rebbe got remarried and he was, she was a stepmother, which I'll pidin after a father passes away, you don't have to have the same amount of respect to a stepmother. So he asked that he should continue to show the proper deference and respect to their stepmother like they did in his lifetime, which they accepted Ba'ahava, of course. Then he told them an interesting thing. I'm asking you, don't change my room around. The table, there should be always a light on, keep the lights on, a candle. Keep my table the way it is, it should always be set. And my bed should be made and kept. Now that is something which is seemingly very strange. Rabbi Yudanasi knew that he was going to pass away. And if so, why does he need to have a candle? Why does he need to have a bed? Why does he need to have a table set? What benefit is there? What's the reason? This is right before he passes away. 
This is what he tells his kids to keep his room neat and his room set up. This is Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. Like, and the truth is, I'm not sure if at that time the kids understood it either. I don't know. But the Gemara says that they found out soon enough why Rabbi Yehuda Anasi made this statement. You want to hear something? I don't know how many of you know this, but we'll share it. And if you knew it, it's a good review. Every Friday night, even after he passed away, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi would show up and spend Shabbos with his family. He would make Kiddush. He would be dressed like the Nasi. His sons experienced a living Rabbi Yehuda Anasi who made Kiddush for them. And the Mepharshim say that a dead person is not mechuyiv in mitzvahs. Someone that's not responsible for mitzvahs cannot be moitzi somebody who is responsible. The fact that Rabbi Yehuda Anasi was able to make Kiddush and was able to be moitzi others as well, it shows that he was really alive, that he was considered alive and mechuyiv in mitzvahs. And this went on for a long time. Until what happened? A certain neighbor came and she was making noise. And uh, someone in Rebbe's household said, be quiet because Rebbe is there. And she said, what? Rebbe passed away, I don't know, a bunch of months ago. I can't believe it. And because the word got out and we didn't want that other tzaddikim people should say, oh, Rebbe comes back when he's alive. What about other tzaddikim? So Rebbe stopped coming back. This experience that Rebbe Gamliel experienced, his father coming back in his lifetime, is something that stopped because the neighbors got involved. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Listen to what Rebbe Gamliel himself experienced. He experienced something that what? That he did something that he didn't understand. According to Seichel, it doesn't make sense that he should keep going, set up the father's place and set up his bed. It doesn't really make sense, I'll be Seichel. But because he had the Kabbalah oil, because he did it, he was able to experience an interaction with his living father, something that other people didn't do. Think about it, every Friday night, he had a living experience with his father after his father passed away. Which the Rebbe uses this Gemara as an example of true hiskashvus. That a Rebbe, that a true Rebbe Yehuda Anasi, a true which we know, Rebbe Yehuda Anasi is the one that's called Rebbe, Rebbe Oimer. A true Rebbe, even after their physical concealment, can show up on a Friday night and make Kiddush, can still interact with Hasidim, could still give brachas to Hasidim. Rebbe has a long sicha explaining based on this Gemara that don't think that the Friedrich Rebbe, that our Rabbeim, once they go to Olam Amis, they're not here. But they could continue coming and participate. But there's one condition. We have to do the acts of Hiskashros that Rebbe asked from us. If we continue to live with our, if we interact with Rabbi Yehuda Nasi as if he's alive, we set his place, we set his table, which means that in, we do what he asks from us to do, 
then Rebbe will respond to us in a living way. So I was thinking about this Gemara, which I wanted to share regardless. And again, this is not shot in the Mishnah, but I want to bring it, Shabbos Rishchoydish. You could say that heavy Zahidin Birshus, I want you to put into those words, be careful in Hiskashus. Rabbi Gamliel is teaching us that don't think Hiskashus is a joke. Heavy Zahidin, don't think that when you don't see your Rebbe anymore, when you don't see Rebbe, you stop doing what the Rebbe wants from you. Don't think that now you don't have to do the heroes of the Rebbe. Be careful because if you continue doing what the Rebbe wants from you, you'll experience what I experienced. My father coming back and you have a cash with a living Rebbe. And I'm telling you, you see this clear. Those that interact with the Rebbe in a living way, which means that they get up every morning, they do what he says and they write to the Rebbe even though they don't see it, but in their mind, in their home, their home is set up as a home where there's, the Rebbe has a table, has a candle and has a, and has a bed, which means that it's real, tangible, that you really, 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 you walk into the home and you walk into this person's life and I left with the Rebbe, he's living with the Rebbe. Then the Rebbe answers, these people get beautiful answers and there's beautiful nisim happen. Things happen which no one would understand. And that's the power of his kashos. And Rabbi Gamliel, he was the only Tana that experienced this firsthand. Because he's the only one that we know that after Rebbe passed away, came back to him every week and made Kiddush for him and, him and interacted with him. Why? Because he acted with his father in a living Rebbe, in a living way. And if, maybe, this is our Fabrengen, heavy zehidin birshus, means be careful in iskashos. Be careful. Be care. Be medakte. Don't think it's over. Don't think you should drop it because, oh, we don't see the Rebbe anymore. That's a huge mistake. You do your part in iskashos and the Rebbe will do his part. The Rebbe will reveal himself and the Rebbe will give you the brachas. So I want to wish everyone a good Shabbos and a good Chodesh. Emir Hashem, next week, if Mashiach was a for Halton, so next Shabbos is Erev Tishabah. In that Kvios, there is no Pirkeyavas. However, the next week after that, I might be away. So look for an email. I might give the shear for the following week, Peregimel, Erev Shabbos next week, because the following week I might not be here. This way we don't miss a week together. You've been such a loyal audience week after week that I don't want to miss out, but please stay posted for an email. And again, I want to make sure that this shir is the schus of my dear Bobby, Marasimcha Brocha Basronya, who is always the life of the shir, the highest of the shir. She should have gezunt and ariches yomim, bishonim toivis, and complete health and Yiddish chsidish anachas from her children, ein eklach or ein eklach, at soif kol adoides, and we should be zoichet to be mekabel, k'nei Mashiach tzikkenu, the poil mamish, a good Shabbos and a good Chodesh.